worship this morning. Did you not? Well, the world is so full of pain. Everybody you meet's got something going on, haven't they? If we're honest, most of us have got stuff going on. If it's not in our personal life, it's in our family or friends. And to, to create a moment like Faith Created, where we just acknowledge, without Jesus in the middle of all that stuff, we'd be lost. <laughs> without Jesus with me on the race. You know, without Jesus with me in the fight. Without Jesus with me on the walk of living and following Jesus. I don't know whether I could make it. But I do have him. So I'm going to make it. And there's day going to come when I'm going to reach the end of the journey. And my prayer is that, like the Apostle Paul said, I'll be able to say, I've fought the fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. You know, Second Timothy is the last little book that um, we believe the Apostle Paul wrote. And if, if you read Second Timothy with that in mind, mindful that this is the last thing he wrote to his young disciple Timothy, um, he was probably not going to live much more than maybe six months beyond writing that, history teaches us. It makes you read it with new eyes. And it's in that book that he says those words I just read to you. I fought the fight. I finished the race. I've kept the faith. And this morning what's been on my heart is to talk to you about how living the Christian life is actually a bit like running a race. It's a bit like running a race. And Paul said, there's the scripture at the top there. I've fought the good fight. I've finished the race. Well, you haven't finished the race yet. You're still on it. <laughs> I'm still on it. We're still somewhere along the way. But the truth is, God wants you and I to cover all the ground that he's given us the ability to cover in our lifetime. Because God knows what's in us. You know, he, he knows how I'm built. He knows my constitution, my spiritual constitution. So he's not expecting to me run a marathon if he's built me to be a sprinter. He's, he, you know, he, he knows what he's doing. My task is to keep moving, is to keep pressing through towards that tape. Because if I slow down spiritually, if I, if I dawdle, if I lose focus, my ability to cover the ground that Jesus wants me to cover for him in my lifetime is diminished. No wonder Paul said, the second scripture on the screen there. No wonder Paul said, I press on towards the goal to win the prize. That's a fabulous passage in Philippians. You catch something of Paul's passion for. I'm going to press through. There's a prize. I've got a glorious hope. I've got an eternal future. And he pressed through. And in 1 Corinthians 9, the third scripture on the screen there, he says, run in such a way as to win the prize. Don't just run. Say, oh, yeah, yeah, we're all running. Yeah, we're all running for Jesus. No, run as if you're going to win. Run as if the prize is yours, because there is a prize that awaits those who break the tape with a sense of Jesus has helped them right the way through. I think the Christian life is a race. And a race is a great picture, a metaphor for us to just connect with the, the journey a little bit today. I mean, think about it. The race had a start gone. The moment you gave your life to Jesus, 
You made him Lord and master of your life. It's like the gun went off. Right, now you're on the race. (laughs) And as you run the race, uh, there are race marshals along the way, making sure you stay on track. You know, Christian friends and mentors and pastors and leaders, people just to help you stay on track, to make sure that you keep spiritually fit, to make sure that you get the right nourishment you need. It's a race. And of course, it has the finishing line, the end of this life when we meet Jesus and there is a reward that the scripture has much to say about. But I do want to say this. You must understand the race of the Christian life is unique. It's unique to you. This is not a race against anybody else. It's not, ooh, I've got to keep up with Faye. I've got to keep up with Dave. And I need to keep up with Paul and keep up with Hillary. No, you don't have to keep up with anybody else. You have to keep up with yourself. You have to keep up with how God has made you, who he's called you to be, outworking the passions and the things that he's put in your heart to do for him. Your race is against yourself. My race is against myself. And I want you to win. And as you want me to win and we want each other to win, we're going to create an environment in the church that urges one another to press on towards the goal to win the prize, to run as if we're going to win. It's not a race against other Christians. Please put that on one side. The only person I'm racing against is myself uh, and my own potential. That's why for my key text I chose this one, Hebrews 12 verse 1, which talks about us fixing our eyes on Jesus. Then it says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let's run with perseverance the race marked out for us. It's a great scripture. Run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Run. Just the word makes you tired. (laughs) Run. (laughs) It implies effort. (laughs) It implies that it's more than a stroll, this Christian life. It, it, It implies you'll be expending energy. You'll need to keep fit. Run with perseverance. That implies that along the race somewhere, there are going to be moments when you feel like quitting. That you're going to have to persevere and press through, doesn't it? Determination. Push through the pain barrier and all that stuff. Run with perseverance. The race. The race. That, you know, if it's a race, it has to have a defined limit. If I say, well, will you run a race with me? First question you're going to say is, how long is it? <laughs> how far we're running <clears throat> and, and what's the terrain like <laughs> I mean what, what is the nature of this race there's a defined race that's he then goes on to say is marked out for us run with perseverance the race marked out for you I believe God has a race marked out for you and a race marked out for me which is ideally suited to who I am, my spiritual constitution, my spiritual shape. It's achievable. Because it's marked out for me by um, you know, a race organizer who knows me really well, I, I can win it. He's not going to make it so complicated that I can't win it. He's going to make it just right for me to be able to thrive and hit that tape.
So the race imagery is quite helpful for us at one level. Um, <clears throat> now, I think inevitably it takes us into thinking about things like our spiritual fitness. And we could go off on a tangent about, are you spiritually fit? Are you spiritually training? Are you in training for the race? All that stuff. But can I just assume that we all agree that? That in the race of the Christian life, we have to keep fit. Okay, let's just assume that and put that in the bank. Because the point that I want to make today is this. You can only do the correct training and run at the right speed if you understand the kind of race that you're in. You have to understand the type of race that God's got you in right now. See, it changes, it seems to me. It seems to me there are times when the nature of the race changes as I go through seasons of life and as life comes at me. And if I'm going to run in a way such as to win the prize, I have to be running at the speed that's appropriate for this leg of the race and the type of race I'm currently on. So if, if I'm in a marathon right now and I try and run it as a sprinter, I'm, I'm not going to get there. But if God's got me in a sprint right now and I start like a marathon runner, I'm not going to make it. What kind of race would you liken your current spiritual journey to right now, I wonder? I think some of you would say, my race right now for Jesus is like a sprint. It's like a sprint. The thing about a sprint is this. You can see the finish line from the start line. And sometimes God has you in a season where you're working something through and you can see the end. You can see the end. You know you've just got to get your head down and do it. You've just got to go for it. Sprinting involves focused power, massive bursts of energy. It takes ground quickly. It makes rapid progress. It gets lots done in a short space of time, potentially. Now, I think sometimes God lays on your heart a project. I remember when God spoke to me about writing a book. I was like, ooh, I'm not sure I can ever do this. But when you plan it out, it became like a sprint for me. It became kind of, right, I'm going to aim to have it done by a certain time. And you, you set your stall out and you push through. We're chatting to, to Andy and some of the guys earlier about going to a, a conference in a couple of weeks' time. Going to a conference, you giving God a few days of your life to speak to you and minister to you, it's like a sprint. You're saying, I've, God, I'm going and it's going to be good and I pray that you'll speak to me. I pray I'll get a breakthrough. And it's strengthening you. It's like a sprint. You're developing power. Maybe you go on a mission trip. Maybe you decide, right, this year, I've always wanted to, you know, go visit my compassion child, go and do a mission to Africa, go and visit Israel, go and whatever. There'll be things that you think, I, I want to do it this year. It becomes like a sprint for you. And God gets you into that process because he wants you to develop power. Sprinters develop power. And God sometimes has you going through seasons to build up resources to build power. Now, for many years in my home church, um, I led a leadership academy. 
So it functioned as kind of a year-out program for men and women who wanted to give a, give a year to God. Help in church, but learn some core theology. Um, get that, try some ministry stuff they've never tried before, that sort of thing. And those students seemed to grow at a faster rate than the average people in the church. Why? I think it's because for them it was a sprint. They arrived in September and they thought, I've got until June next year. One year, I'm giving Jesus a year of my life. And I'm going to make it count. So they got serious about reading the Bible. They got serious about asking their deep questions. They got serious about trying some stuff. And God uses that to build strength and to build qualities in them which he knows they're going to need further down the race. Because sprinting develops power. It teaches you breakthroughs possible. really does. It teaches you breakthroughs possible. It brings a sense of achievement because you completed that leg. And some of you are sat there thinking, no, my life is a marathon. Not a sprint, Steve. Right now, my Christian life feels like a marathon. I mean, I cannot see the end. You know, 26 miles, 385 yards. It's not just over the next hill. It's over the next umpteen hills. It's, you know, it's kind of a long race. If you sense God has got you in a long race right now, that takes a different approach to the sprint. Maybe God's got you working on your marriage right now. If he has, you're in a marathon. <laughs> the, the best kind of marathon. Because it is supposed to last the whole of your life. <laughs> it is supposed to be a long haul. Now, if God has got you right now in seriously being involved in building this local church together, you're in a marathon. It's not about, right, what we're going to do at Christmas, what we're going to do next year. It's about how are we going to be a community of people that progressively changes and molds this community of Newport until Jesus comes back. And you're not preoccupied with, where's the tape, where's the tape, when do we finish? It's like, we're pressing on, we're pressing on, we're pressing on. Raising children. You know, some of you are thinking right now, well, my main priority has got to be raising these kids. God bless you. I've got four. I feel your pain. I've got ten grandkids as well. I feel your joy. <laughs> That's my reward for not killing my own kids. <clears throat> you know, and even with kids, you think to yourself, right, I've got about 18 years before they leave. No, 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 no. My kids are in the late 30s, early 40s now, and I still feel like a dad towards them. You, you cannot turn your per parent switch off, so get used to it. It's a marathon. It's raising children. You know, building a ministry. You go, God's got my heart. I want think of Jesus cares. That ministry is a marathon. Season after season. It's not short-termist. It's not, it'll finish then. No, it's, it's like... Jesus is never going to stop caring. <laughs> Jesus is always going to want people who will take his heart and reflect it in practical ways to the community you're doing life in. And along the way on a marathon, you hit those points where you feel like you've hit the wall. 
Marathon runners will tell you, you go through these barriers where you feel like I'm just hitting the wall. But they do press through it. They hit the wall and they press through. They feel like they're cramping up. Just the repetitive use of the same muscles. So they start to cramp and they press through. How? They press through by taking nourishment on board, by taking liquid on, by getting some encouragement on board. And we press through spiritually by taking some spiritual food on board. We take the bread of God's word and we eat it regularly. We take the milk of the word and we drink it. We allow the sword of the spirit and the word of God that's in us to nourish us and help us find all that we need to press through. We press through disappointment and self-doubt. We learn to love the journey and we press on. If God's got you in one of those seasons, he's developing stamina in you. Spiritual stamina. The spiritual sprint develops power in you. Power for breakthrough. But the marathon develops stamina. How beautiful. I love it when I, I come back to churches regularly like this. Because I bump into some of you who are still here. One lady said to me the time she said, I'm still here. Yeah. Because you've got Stamina for the long haul, committed to what we're doing together until we hit the tape at our respective times. So maybe it's a sprint, maybe the other extreme, it's a marathon. Or maybe right now some of you are thinking, well, my race at the moment feels a lot more like a relay. It's more like a relay race. You know, a relay is all about finishing your leg of the race, and then having a good handover to the next person, passing on or receiving the baton, the, the times of transition in life. Sometimes you're very preoccupied. I'm in transition right now. I'm in transition right now. I'm tra transitioning through from, you know, from childhood to adulthood or from singleness to marriage or from being married to being a parent, from being a parent to being an empty nester. Maybe from being an employee to retirement. There are, life has these stages where you're very preoccupied with transition. And Jesus is still with you. He's still for you. You're still running the race. You're just needing to learn another set of skills here. Some transitioning skills. You know, it can be ministry team handovers. It can be work handovers. It can be those seasons of life. But the big thing you tend to be preoccupied with is, okay, what do I have to let go of and what do I have to keep hold of? And it's kind of, here you go, here you go. I've got to get some things away. Hmm, do I really want to give them away? Maybe I should just keep hold of the baton a bit longer. Hmm, when do I let go? Or if you're the one waiting for it, you're like, come on, give me the baton, give me the baton. It's complex, this transition. So transition seasons are some of the most vulnerable times in our lives, if we're honest. So if you're the runner with the baton, you've got to get to your handover point in good shape and on time when the next person's poised. And that can be a challenge, if we're honest. But it means I have to be faithful to keep running, to keep going, and then to be willing to release things at the right time. Because if I don't release things at the right time, I mess the race up for everybody. 
other people suffer because of my unwillingness to hand things on. And my job then is to stand on the sidelines and to cheer the rest of the runners on. Last evening, when I had dinner with Dave and Faye, we were talking about a situation where a pastor friend of mine has transitioned his church to a new senior leader. And it's only when I got back last night and was looking through my notes, I thought, that he did this. He transitioned really well. At just the right time, he got the baton and handed it to the next guy who has now run with it. He's taken a few steps back and he's cheering him on. And actually... They'll, they'll share in the same victory <laughs> when the race is, is won. Of course, the opposite's true. If you're the recipient, there's something coming for you to run with. Some of you are sat in here thinking, I just sense there's something coming. I sense God's bringing something my way. I'm waiting for a word. I'm waiting for some responsibility. I'm waiting for an opportunity. There's something coming. It's as if you're the one waiting Waiting, waiting. That's how interconnected we are, folks. We've all got to be willing to learn to delegate, to hand over, to empower others, to take on new responsibilities. And yes, it can be tense. Yes, sometimes we get it wrong. But if your current Christian life race feels like one of those transition times, can I urge you... Develop strong transitioning skills. Don't let fear stop you handing a baton on. Don't let fear stop you empowering someone who you sense God is the right man or woman for the next season of a particular project or event. Some of you don't know each other in here. You know, some of you have joined the church potentially during and since the pandemic. And you've not yet got to know some other folk who've been around longer or Maybe you're a mixture. But you know there are things in each of you which have to be passed between you. Life experience, knowledge, understanding, wisdom, sometimes responsibilities. And if you can become a good team of great transitioners, you will take a church from strength to strength. Because every healthy church I know is in a process of constant transition. <laughs> because the people are coming and going all the time. We're growing and changing all the time. It's just that at certain points, you're very, very conscious. I'm in transition. Some of you are in the blocks on the sprint. Some of you are jogging 13 miles into the marathon. I'm not sure if you'll ever see the tape. Some of you are waiting with the baton. Some of you have got the baton out waiting to hand it on. Well, it may be that for some of you, the race of your Christian life is more like what I would call a team race. A team race. Here's one for Dave. Bikes. <clears throat> now, a team race is a race where individuals work together for mutual victory. It's actually the only race where first past the post may not actually win it. Because just because you're across the, the line first doesn't mean your team's going to win. You've got to get all your people sufficiently towards the front to get enough points between you to be the winner. 
So if you look at the picture, you know, all the guys in the red hats, then you've got the guys in the, the zebra hats on the right, the different vests and so on. They're, they're cycling as a team. They have to cycle in a, in, a, in, in a way which says, right, where are we all at the moment? They've got to keep in touch with each other. There's got to be good communication. And if somebody starts to flag, somebody's getting tired, a couple have to drop back and encourage them and give them a bit of a boost. <laughs> Sounds just like doing church to me. <laughs> because we're all in this team race called building church, called reaching the world for Jesus. And none of us can do it on our own. It's a team race, isn't it? And at times I flag and I need some of you just to hold back a little bit. I know you want to win, but hold back a bit because you, your win is reliant on me getting across the line with you. So come back a little bit and just to give you some encouragement, let me get in your slipstream a little bit. Pull me forward so that together we win the race. It demands we stay connected. It demands we encourage each other. It demands we suppress our ambition to be first. Because you might be the fastest. Well, okay, so you're across the line first. And if the rest of our team, you know, are 331st, <laughs> then it's not, we're not going to win. It's not about me. It's about us. It's about us. And I think much of the Christian life is a spiritual team race. Church is a team race. You could, you could make a, part, a case that marriage is a team race. It doesn't matter how brilliant a husband I am. I need my wife to be a brilliant wife as well. And for us to communicate and flow together and go forward together. Family is a team race. You know, you might be an exemplary individual. But hey, come on. Let's hold back a bit sometimes to encourage the weak and the strong. And the team race develops our teamwork, doesn't it? It develops our teamwork, our communication, our awareness of one another. And I made a comment a moment ago that some of you don't even know each other that well potentially in here. But you're all on the same team. Hmm. Well, that needs fixing a little bit, doesn't it? It needs a little commitment for you to say, well, it's not just about me and me being blessed and encouraged each time we meet. It's about us. Jesus, how, who do you want me to help this week? Who could I give a call to this week? Who could I get a coffee this week? Put your eyes to the team and allow the Holy Spirit just to, to deepen that strength of connectedness between you for the benefit of of the big collective win. So as you run with perseverance the race marked out for you, I wonder, does it feel more like a sprint or a marathon or a relay or, or a team race? Or maybe, one more, maybe it's a bit like a cross country. <laughs> oh boy, maybe it's a bit like a cross country. You know, a cross country is a race where conditions are unpredictable. And the running surface is uncertain. So every step has to be watched and firmly taken. I mean, look at these guys. This is a cross country in Edinburgh. I mean, you just don't know what you're going to be running over next. <laughs> That's life. You do not know what you're going to be facing next. 
and maybe we've learned this more than ever in the last few years, that life is uncertain. Some of the predictable patterns that we thought would just sustain for the rest of our life got completely messed up. It's as if suddenly the terrain changed. We were plodding along happily, and suddenly it's muddy. Suddenly it's rocky. Suddenly it's slippy. Oh, how do I navigate this? Wow, we've been challenged, haven't we? Some of the faith, sorry, some of the health issues that Faith mentioned when she shared the prayer requests. When those things drop into people's lives, it's kind of suddenly everything's messed up by the uncertainty and the fear and the, all that that gets in the mix. And suddenly you feel like I'm on a cross country. I'm not sure where I put my next foot. Cross country runners tend to run with their head down for that reason. They're watching, they're looking for the next place it's going to go. Their eyes not on the tape, their eyes not on their companions, their eyes, I want to make sure I don't fall over. And sometimes the Christian race is characterized by that uncertainty about the ground conditions. You, you know, you're uncertain about people or events or responses, you're uncertain about the weather. You know, atmospheres and attitudes. You're uncertain how steep it's going to be, the amount of effort you're going to have to put in. Part of you just craves for a bit of tarmac. <laughs> come on, come on. Lord, can't we just have some tarmac that's smooth and flat and level? Can I not just have a, an easy jog for a while, Lord? And suddenly you're in another ditch and then over a wall and, and you've got to get your... <sighs> now, I think the cross-country, when we hit these unpredictable seasons of the race, it develops confidence in us. It develops confidence. You learn to trust that if you run the race with Jesus, when you do put your foot down, you won't fall over. Even though it's uncertain... You, you learn that I can't see where I'm even going to put it. But Jesus is with you in it. He's with you in it. And it develops your ability to navigate uncertainty. Makes you sure-footed. Makes you confident in a God who is rock-like. Even though the conditions seem slippy and uncertain. God is for you. God is with you. God won't let you down. The way Faye prayed earlier took us from a moment of realizing the, the, the pain of some things that suddenly come in our lives and lifted it to a God who is certain and sure and confident and big enough. And faith lifted in the room. And we caught a hold of it and we, we, we participated in that moment together. We were acknowledging a cross-country moment in all those people's lives that were named. Let me draw my thoughts to a close here. You know, I know that we're all on the race, and I don't know what the race looks like for you today, but it's one of these five. It's one of these five, potentially. I mean, I could go off on one and maybe talk about the egg and spoon race and the sack race and the three-legged race, but... I don't... <laughs> <clears throat> um, our challenge is to run to win whatever the nature of the current race looks like I'm going to run to win 
to run with perseverance the race set before me. And if God has got you in a sprint right now, just take courage. He's developing power in you. He wants you to get something from this thing that you're pressing through quickly that is going to give you strength and power for what comes after it. If you know you're in a marathon, well, that's developing stamina in you. If you're in the transition of a relay, it's transitioning skills you're gaining. If you're very team race aware right now, well, God is developing your teamwork skills. And if it feels like a cross country, he's developing your ability to navigate uncertainty. And the world will look at you when you keep navigating the uncertainty with strength and they'll be amazed and want to know how you've done it. And you can tell them all about Jesus. But then I had this thought, maybe it's all of them. You know, maybe you're sprinting with power through a financial challenge right now. And it's a challenge in your finances. But you can see the end, so you're pushing through. Meanwhile, you're in the marathon of your marriage. And you're working on it with a long-term goal in mind. Meanwhile, you're in the, the relay of, of transitioning a handover to a new person at work or in church or somewhere. Meanwhile, you're working through the challenges of being a team player and, and building a new team of volunteers or a ministry team or something like that. Whilst also learning to take each uncertain day as it comes and confidently live it for Jesus. If there was such a thing as a combined race, I'd put them all together and say, maybe the truth is we're running all these races all at the same time. <laughs> all little bits of them are in our, our experience at each time. But I think the power of this moment is in you recognizing where Jesus has got you right now. What is the predominant type of race God's got you in right now? James, the band can come back up, please. You know, our text says, let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. I deliberately just put one guy on the screen because it's him running against himself. We're not running against each other. You are running against yourself. And Jesus wants you to run the race that's marked out for you with perseverance, to cover all the ground he's got for you in your life. The good news is, he supplies wisdom when you need it. He supplies strength when you need it. He's put you in an environment with all those race marshals around you to encourage you. He's got nourishment of his word available to you. He's given you the inner power of his Holy Spirit to be a, you know, some burners to push through. <laughs> God's been so good. He's given you the resources you need. He just needs you to recognize it and to love this, this race you're on right now. Now, if you are loving it, that's good. If you're not, if you're thinking, I hate this, this, this season of life I'm in, I just wish I could get through it, I want you to reach to Jesus in this moment and just find strength and appropriate grace to help you complete this leg of the race with strength. Let's just stand together and we're going to pray. I just want the band to just play quietly. 
I want to create a moment for each of you just to have a little chat with Jesus. You know, when the start gun fired and you started following him as a disciple, you had no idea what was going to be on the race. Life has taken you where it's taken you. But what I need you to reconnect with is Jesus is with me in the race. He will never leave me or forsake me. He is for me. He is good. This race was marked out for me. He knows that I'm constituted to win it. And I believe with all my heart that I'm going to be able to say like Paul did, I fought the fight, I finished the race. Just as heads are bowed and we're praying, if you've given up the race or slowed down or taken your eye off the prize or if you need fresh energy, I'm going to pray that Jesus will give it to you right now. Just extend your hand to heaven. If you know that you've taken your eye off the track, you've taken your eye off the tape, you've taken the eye off the, the end goal. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd look into every heart in this room that loves you, that is doing their best to run the race of the Christian life with determination and and with power. Lord, I pray that you would re-energize them where they've lost energy. Lord, I pray for those who slowed down, that you would give them a prod, give them an energy boost to get going again, that your Holy Spirit would rise up within and that its fire would burn afresh with a passion to follow Jesus with all their heart, to be a part of building a great local church, to reach people and share their faith like they used to. Lord, reignite faded passion in this room, I pray. Lord, I pray that anyone who's taken the eye off the prize, who's, who's settled for, I've run far enough, I just need to stop now. God, I pray that you would reignite them with a race that's appropriate for the stage of life they're in, the circumstances they're in, because we believe as long as we're alive, Lord, there's a race to be run. There are things to be done. There's a prize to be achieved. So we invite you to lead us more certainly into that process for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen.